Well, hello everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Infinite Boost Podcast. This is Tom. I'm really excited to be back with you, and I'm excited to be bringing you this episode. This was a new venture for me. My guests I really had no experience of. I just spent a little bit of time in her Twitch stream before dropping the question in chat if she would ever be interested in being on a podcast. Fortunately for me, she said she might be open to the idea. And a couple of days later, here we are with an excellent episode. It turned out awesome. I'm so glad that I took the risk and asked her. It just goes to show what happens when you take risks sometimes. Anyways, uh, Danikins or Danny was a fantastic guest, guest. So I am going to stop blabbering and get right into the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here and enjoy the episode. Well, Danny, uh, again, kind of how we were talking before the show, I just kind of randomly hopped into a stream and threw the question at you if you wanted to be on a podcast as I'm kind of rebooting things. And uh, thankfully enough, and to be quite honest, you were the first stream that I went into once I got this idea of experimenting of just asking in a stream and you said that you thought it was at least interesting. I asked if I could DM you and you said yes. So here we are. Thank you for taking a chance. Uh, We're not too familiar with each other, so we'll have an opportunity to do that as well. But before we get into that, I just want to say thank you uh, for taking the time to come on to the podcast. No problem. I mean, I'm really excited to be here and I'm really impressed by what you have to offer and how professional you have everything set up. And yeah, it's really exciting. Well, uh, don't say too much before we haven't gotten too far into it. (laughs) You're setting the bar very high. Uh, But uh, all that being said, thank you very much. I I really appreciate that. I do take it seriously. And uh, I I appreciate that you were able to see that. So thank you for that. Um, So we're just going to hop right into it. And usually how I get things started uh, though it's been a while, I'm I'm also trying to remember. But why don't you why don't you tell me a little bit about your journey with Rocket League? Uh, how long you've been playing? Like where you're at right now with your game? Um, and then we'll just kind of take it from there. Okay. Well, I've actually been playing this game for quite a long time. I started playing in 2016, and the way I found it was actually kind of funny. I was a I got into YouTube and I was watching uh, Nanners and he ended up playing it on his on his YouTube. I'm like, oh, that looks like fun. You know, of course, you got to you got to play the game your favorite YouTuber plays. Right. And so I got it and I just I fell in love with it. I could not put the game down. I'm, I'm talking like, you know, I'd play it in the morning, go to work, get home from my lunch Blake. Blake on my lunch break and play there. And then I'd get home then play more. It was just constant nonstop. And uh um, unfortunately, for the first 4,000 hours, I uh, didn't really focus on really getting better. I just hop- kept hopping into ranked games and ranked games and uh, just trying to get better from that. And then recently, once I hit GC for the first time in season 13, um, I actually had some um, some help with my friends. I would always get to champ three, but I couldn't actually get that extra push to, into GC. And so some friends that uh, were pretty good came in and they helped me out. So I had a I had a little a little boost in the fir- in the my first time getting it. After that, I actually started like focusing on different mechanics and trying to actually get better at the game so I could get there myself. And I did season 14. I was actually able to get to GC in um, 
twos and threes solo queuing, which was a pretty big accomplishment for me that I felt like. And um, as of now, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this season's really different because I feel like it's a, a huge struggle getting into GC this season. I'm getting closer. I'm uh, currently champ three and twos, but um, I am uh, kind of struggling this season, unfortunately. But I am, I feel like my mechanics in general have gotten a lot better uh, since I've been actually taking the time to practice different stuff. Now, how was season one for you? Season one was good. At first, it, again, season one was a bit, it was a struggle. It really was. But I felt like as the season went on, I felt like it got easier. Um, I feel like the more the uh, the ranks leveled out, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Even then, it was, it was kind of a struggle. I didn't get very high. I got GC in twos, but I still didn't get very high. I think I got, the peak was like 1560. I think was my peak. So like right at the edge. Yeah, right at the edge. Okay. And then what was your MMR at the end of season 14? Do you remember? My At the end of season 14, I kind of dropped. Uh, I think I was... Okay, like what was your peak in season 14? Season 14, I peaked at 1730 and twos and 1675 and threes. Okay. Yeah, man, when, when they opened the floodgates of free-to-play, and I don't know what... I don't know what it was, but the ranks definitely got goofy. Yes. Like I, I, so you, did you play in season three of Rocket League? Like the meme season? I didn't actually. I joined at the okay. very end of season three, beginning of season four. Okay. So, but I'm sure since you've been around long enough, you may be aware of how much of a meme people look at season three as just like how they lower or they they raised a bunch of people up to grand champ and it was you know it was like a year-long season it was just very weird i'm very aware of the meme yeah. yes <laughs> so i i kind of to myself look at season 14 as like season 3 2.0 i can see that yeah that would make a lot of sense because i got grand champ in season 14 and i mean the highest my mmr got was like 1570 and then I spent most of season one in Diamond 3 and Champ 1. I feel like it's like that for a lot of people. I've had a mm -hmm. lot of people tell me that like they were GC the season before and now they're stuck in Diamond 3 or Champ 1. Yeah. Like there were so many. I was almost like I, I maybe put on the season 14 title, Grand Champ title for like two games because I knew like in my heart of hearts with how many people like I was excited that I got it. And then at the same time, there were so many other people that were like in and I thought I was improving. And then I saw so many other people getting it. And I was like, wait, something is just weird here. Like, I feel like there was just this exodus of people that were really good at the game uh, or like normal. I'll say, quote unquote, normal grand champs like stopped playing because the season was so long. And that just kind of opened up this black hole for all of us champ one and champ two to kind of like sneak in and get the title really quick. And then all the new stuff launched and then all those other players came back and were like, wait, hold on a second. Who are we? Yeah. So it was, it was weird, but I, like, I didn't necessarily beat myself up. Like I, I kind of expected it. I don't actually wear my GC title anymore because uh, since I 
I have been so low this season. I feel like I almost don't deserve to put it on. <laughs> and like other people, I see other people with like the season one GC tag or season 14, season 13, constantly and up down, like down in champ two, you know what I mean? And, yeah. but I just, I feel like I just should, I don't deserve to wear it. Does that make sense? It, it does. <laughs> and I, I mean, I want, I want to, obviously you got there, right? Especially in yeah. season one, I think getting it in season one to your credit, like you 100% deserve that because I feel like season one was, they raised the MMR, first of all, to get to grand champ and everybody was like 200, except for the pros and like other people were like 200 MMR below where they normally were. It so for people to be definitely was for for people to be able to get back there, uh, you know, as somebody that really felt like, and I made some improvements at the end of season fourteen. Like obviously there were still tons of people in champ one and champ two and champ three that didn't make it, so it was an accomplishment. Um, but for me to then kind of wallow around in champ one and champ two at the end of the season and not make it anywhere close, like you one hundred percent deserve it like don't don't take it away from yourself well thank you maybe i might put the gc title back on now and <laughs> it's so cool that crimson title is sick oh i love it when i first saw that i was freaking out. i was like that looks so good oh yeah it looks really really good i think the thing that i'm most sad about and when it comes to the rank stuff for season one is how clean those uh ssl decals look like oh, the white yes. decal. Oh, I just, I wish I could have that. It's and it's so clean. It's something to work towards, I suppose. But man, it's, it's pretty. I have some friends who got it from, uh, from Rumble and Hoops. So maybe that's the, the, the option that I have. <laughs> yeah. Ev man, even Hoops though is a grind, especially yeah. like there were so many once, once they announced what the title was for SSL for Hoops, there were so many pros like I was in Diamond Three, uh, playing with a friend, and do you know who Sharp is? He he was a really good CRL player. Uh, Sharp, Have that name sounds familiar, but I'm not too sure. I don't know that he's still trying to like play competitively, competitively, but he was one of the better CR CRL players. Like when he was in college, mm -hmm. and I got cued against him because he was unranked. So it's this like 2000 MMR player playing against me in diamond three hoops. And I was like, you know what? This just, this just ain't it. Like, <laughs> they can do, I have no chance. That happened to me back in before, like before all this update, uh, I forgot what season it was, maybe season nine. Uh, I decided to do hoops for the first time, like as soon as like this new update came out or whatever. And uh, I got put up against Karma and her teammate. Oh, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> we, we got destroyed. It was, it was fun though. I got to say I played against a really high player. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, as, as frustrating as it can be in the moment, there's so much to learn from games like that true like it's it's one thing to watch rlcs on a twitch stream but when you have to deal with it live it's it's like how you know it's almost like they have game genie or something like they have cheat codes how do they move so fast how do they do all these it just doesn't make any sense but at the same time it also forces you to play faster i feel oh, like yeah playing with uh playing with my friends that are higher mmr than me it has actually helped me become a faster player and a better player all around 
Well, for, so let's, oh gosh, I just slapped my mic. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second. Cause I, we're almost in the same boat though. Obviously you're, you're a bit better than me. Um, you said for the first 4,000 hours, basically all you would do is try to get better, you know, playing ranked game after ranked game. And now you're actually focusing on stuff and actually trying to improve. Mm-hmm. So what, what was kind of the, what, what was what hit you on the head in terms of like making that decision or making that change from basically just being like a ranked grinder to actually training things and how how have you seen a difference in how you look at the game and how you play the game now as compared to then well i met somebody i met somebody very special to me and just watching his mechanics on his uh, stream was fascinating it was like the way it was just so smooth and everything i'm like how how is he able to do all this you know i've never watched like any like freestyling or anything like that before you know and so it was like I've, I've been playing the game for so long and I've never like realized that you could actually do all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, it motivated me to want to be able to do some of that stuff eventually, or, you know, just like practice dribbling so I can get like a good flick. I was able to dribble, but like not really consistently. Mm-hmm. And so I just spent hours in free play and like different training packs and actually trying to like recreate the, the, the shots that he was doing on stream. And of course, if you, when you, you feel like you can do anything what you watch, right? You mm-hmm. watch like an RLCS pro and you're like, I can do that. You hop in a game, you're like, nope. Wait but, um, a second. Wait a second. Um, but it's actually really cool because I've been doing this now for the last, I want to say almost 2000 hours now. And I have seen an immense improvement in my in my gameplay and like i'm actually starting to hit some of these shots in game not just in free play and it oh it's such a satisfying feeling once you get one like i I, i'm that kind of person that freaks out when i make a good shot like i'll scream and amen me too man (laughs) and i've been actually uh i was able to pull some of these off and it feels so good i just want to learn more after doing that you know i feel like it like successful even if it is just even though i've missed thousands of shots or whatever but i make that one oh it feels so good you're like i want to do it again you know and i want to try to learn other stuff and it's it's been incredible it, really it makes happens. it all worth it right yes so worth it and it, that's i love that enthusiasm i love it <laughs> so then I, how what was it like for you to start getting into practicing on a consistent basis because i i feel like obviously there is a little bit of willpower there but making that commitment or getting into the routine or i guess be, just being able to find enjoyment out of being in free play like there's not the same kind of dopamine rush or like adrenaline rush Uh, in free play as there is in like the excitement of a five minute game so what was that transition like for you or what was it you know maybe talk a little bit more about uh what really like set you over the edge of like okay enough is enough this is this is what i need to do to like or this is what i want to do to move forward I think another, yeah, another reason would be because at first, you know, I was just playing with friends, having fun. And then when I got into streaming is really when I wanted to take it seriously. And I've been streaming for quite a while now, but um, not consistently up until about almost a year ago. And that's about how long. Yeah, about that's about the time. Yeah. And so I've been 
really taken this now it's like streaming is my full-time job and mm -hmm. i want to be able to impress people you know so i want to try to get better for myself and also for people coming into my stream and be like whoa she can hit that kind of thing you know mm -hmm. i, I want to be that i want to be that person and then i've a. Uh, I want to, I want to be that person to inspire people, you know, to practice and get better. I, that's why I find it easy for me to sit and free play like off stream. I can sit and free play for a long, long time, just focusing on different stuff because the more I practice that, the more muscle memory I get. And then like, so like next time I stream, I have a higher possibility of maybe hitting it in a game or something or, you know, mm -hmm. and so that's where I get my motivation from is so I can perform it on stream. So it's like practice and then you perform. It's kind of like when I was in softball, you know, you practice at home for hours on hours on hours so you can perform in the game and win the game. So I wanted to ask if you had ever done anything else that was like athletic or competitive or skill based. Yes. And yeah, softball was I played volleyball a little bit in junior high, but uh my dad kind of was like, you got to pick, you can't do two. They're in the same season. And so mm -hmm. I chose softball because I was playing that one longer and uh, very competitive. I actually played for varsity on my high school and then also a competitive team outside of high school. And uh, so I was very dedicated to uh, getting better for my team, you know, practicing grounders and puff flies and, you know, hitting off the tee a hundred times a night, different mm -hmm. stuff like that. So um, I guess, yeah, practice like uh, comes natural to me, I guess, too. Yeah. So the practicing and grinding is in your nature. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, yeah. And I think, uh, for people that, you know, kind of came on to rocket league because they were video game players, but haven't necessarily, uh, been an athletic person or wouldn't consider themselves competitive. Like there's that disconnect because I think everybody can, naturally progress to a certain spot but once you hit that plateau there's not necessarily like this clear playbook or understanding of like how to continue that's exactly which can what lead to a to lot of frustration exactly that's exactly what happened to me i hit that wall where i was just not improving i wasn't going up in rank i wasn't going down in rank i was just sticking right to one rank and i was just like why can't why can't i win why or why can't i go higher in rank why am i stuck here you know and then then once i finally started you know working on different stuff that's when i finally was able to rank up even higher so did you watch any replays did you like watch anything back or was it more just like i know i'm screwing what 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 was your process i actually never really went over i never went over my replays um everyone told me i should and i never <laughs> did because i the thing is i know what i'm doing wrong um i just need to be able to do it in the game and uh, that also uh a good i did watch a few uh clips on youtube about how to properly do a kickoff how to properly shadow you know different stuff like that to help improve my game and so when i know i'm messing that up in game i'm like shoot um but i know also that i probably should watch replays to see what i'm doing wrong because since i joined this um all-girl team for wcbc uh we go over replays every once in a while i'm like oh why was i there what was going mm. through my head at that moment, you know? Yeah. And I think it, yeah, it would be good for me to do it by myself too, to really understand like, why, why was I there at this time? And so like in game, I can readjust, like be like, let's not put that in the replay this time, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that's interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think when it comes to replays, it's valuable 
and especially like low GC champ, any really any, I'm sure any rank, like, you know, when you mess something up, right? Yeah. Like you, you physically have a reaction to it as you're playing. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, that was stupid. Oh, I missed that ball. Like whenever you miss, you're making some kind of mistake. So you can pay attention to those pretty easily. And I feel like that's a very simple way of finding things to um, work on. So I, I don't necessarily think it's necessary, but then there are those things that are like, why was I there? Uh, there's like the positioning things, the rotational things that come up in replays that you can almost, it's not necessarily a mistake in the moment. And yet at the same time, there are ways that you could optimize better that you might not be thinking about that are better to go back and look in replays. Yeah, exactly. Like one of them was my rotation was terrible, absolutely <laughs> terrible. And I thought I had great rotation. You know, everyone in games like, why don't you rotate? I'm like, you know, shut up. You're terrible. You're trash, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, I'm like, oh, it's actually me. I'm out of position. Oh, my goodness. Like there was uh, many times where I would push up as third man. And, uh, you know, I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I do that? You know, and I like I would push up. I guess maybe thinking my teammate was going back, but I should have been more patient and should have stayed back. But I wouldn't have known that if I didn't go through the replays with my teammates. You know what I mean? I would have mm -hmm. kept doing the same thing over and over again until I finally was able to realize that I need to make a change or do yeah. something different. And it's those little things that might not necessarily punish you all the time. And if you were in a different place, it can set you up for a better opportunity moving forward that you might not be expecting or understand if you know you didn't see the difference in between the two yeah exactly could be so like the uh, oh sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead finish your finish your thought oh i was just gonna say it could be like um that could be why you lose you know that one simple mistake it could be like mm -hmm. an overtime or something uh, that's all i was gonna add <laughs> yeah and and it might not be immediately apparent either exactly yeah replays man rocket league in general like there's just so much to think about it's it's dumb uh go back to i want to go back to like you said you had four thousand hours in the game and then all of a sudden you're just like i want to be better yeah. um so but without watching replays if you can go back to your thought process of when you were there like what what was it that you chose to work on or what were you like this is this is the area that I need the most improvement in, or I want to improve in. And like, what was that area? And how did you kind of discover that about your game? Uh, are you talking about when I made that decision to start getting better? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you come about the decision that like you wanted to work on whatever it was? Um, like I said, that, that person that I was watching and I wanted to do that. And so one of them was uh, first the flicks. And I was okay. like, I need to f focus on doing flicks. And then the second one I wanted to work on too was flip resets. I don't know okay. why I said it so slow. Flip, flip, flip resets. Re Very emphatic. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then like, like maybe ceiling shots or, like, you know, just different mechanics like that, that aren't always like, a, like going to show up in the game, but would mm -hmm. be fun and maybe like fun to know and 
like just to know I'm able to do it or something like that, you know, and flicks in general are just a really good mechanic to know, especially in ones and twos. And uh, I don't play a lot of ones, but in twos, uh, flicks would be definitely something I would need to know. And I'm getting a lot better, more consistent with them. Mm. I say. So that's the kind of the kind of the stuff I've been working on. So how how long ago was this revelation? Because you said two thousand hours, like that's no joke. But depending on how much you play, that could have been like three months ago. Probably that math doesn't make sense, but <laughs> no, that's about... fine. It's it's probably been a um, getting close to a year now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, was it really just like grinding those mechanics? specifically over and over again or did you do other things to kind of work up to those well you have to take each one step by step first of all it was like for the flicks you know getting the ball positioned correctly on your car and like maybe having it on the side so you can do like a side flip and then grab onto it again and do another flick into the goal or something like that so i take it each one step by step same with the flip reset or whatever i try to watch and see what they do and so you get first of all you got to get a good pop off the wall you know and then you got to fly to the ball flip upside down get it then flip into the ball it's like and so i took it like step by step and um to try to get those and I'm trying to think. Well, and I also didn't just work on those, of course. I would uh, also work on aerial shots. What I started doing that I never did before was air rolling. So I, uh, with aerial shots, I uh, in like the training pack, I would just air roll as much as I possibly could to, and just see if I could do it and get to the ball. And mm-hmm. I found that that helped me out with, with control so much. It's actually insane because I was able to fly super high and then like do like split my car around and able to get like this nice upside down shot that I was like never able to do before until I started doing this random air roll to the ball, trying to freestyle, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And it was, and now I do it in game and I'm actually very consistent with that in game now. Like it's crazy. Like the small mechanics or the different stuff you'll find just by practicing different stuff and like just going for it, you know, instead of just doing the same old, same old routine every single day, trying to switch it up, trying to see, like, see what you can find. It's incredible mm-hmm. actually. I find that really interesting. So tell me a little bit about kind of the process or what you feel like, air rolling like spinning in the air towards aerials is that basically what you're talking about like you would put more uh air rolling when you were going for an aerial yes so how did that benefit your game i'm curious uh i was able to uh to get to the ball from different directions so uh, because when you go straight at the ball and the ball's like over to your left or something, you're probably going to miss. But if you air roll and you can turn your car over and around, you can get a nice angle and nice good shot on the ball. And it's going to be more of a powerful shot too, rather than just going straight for it. And you can still get a powerful shot going straight at it. But if you can like twist your car around and get that, like that sweet corner, you can actually get a pretty powerful shot off of it that I've uh, come to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, especially when you're adding that air roll in, if I'm understanding it correctly, what you're saying, you also just start to read the ball better because you don't have the same control over your car when you're air rolling as you do when you're not air rolling. Correct. Yes. I feel like I have so much more ball control now and or just so much control in general. Um, like when the ball's in the air, I'm pretty very confident I'm going to be able to hit it and no matter what angle I'm coming at it with, you know, and mm-hmm. 
I feel like, yeah, just practicing the air roll. Cause uh, I don't just use air roll, you know, I, I, uh, I switched up to like, I'll switch up like left and right air roll and like going forward and like do all kinds of different stuff just to see if I can turn my car enough to get the ball in, in the net. You know, it sounds mm-hmm. kind of crazy and unnecessary. Probably I'm no pro, but I feel like it has helped me a ton in game for real. Well, and I think, you know, what you just said again is really interesting because when I watch pros do that, and it seems like such a habit for them, right? Whenever they jump, a majority of them, or at least, you know, North American, I don't watch a ton of EU RLCS, but I feel like uh, North American RLCS tends to be a little bit flashier. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you see these guys jump in the air, I think about like Justin or Gimmick, you know, uh, yeah. Arsenal, they just jump and they start spinning. And I'm like, what's the point? And there might not necessarily be a huge point. And the fact that they can jump in the air and start spinning, they, they're giving up a certain amount of control or ability to adjust their car on the way to that aerial. And yet they still hit it with power mm-hmm. every single time. Every and single I, time. I think that's the thing. That was kind of a big revelation that I had in terms of my like the difference in between them and me excuse me, is that they know where the ball is going and they send their car in that direction. I have an idea of where the ball is going and I, like a toddler learning how to walk, start (laughs) going in that direction. I feel like also um, it causes confusion for the defense too, because, you know, coming at it with like that air roll and everything, you don't really know where the ball is going to go. I know like firsthand being sitting like, like a duck in net, you know, just like waiting for something to happen. And they're like doing all these spinnings and it just goes in top of the corner, you know, and you're just like, what happened? And so I just feel like, yeah, it could cause some confusion. And also it helps with the control as well. I could be completely wrong for all I know, but that's just how I feel about it. I think especially when you start seeing it for the first time, it can definitely be a bit intimidating. Yes. And when people are coming off of ceilings or flying with the ball and then all of a sudden, you know, it just plops on top of their car and then they get this extra powerful hit that you weren't expecting. All of those things add an element of like, what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like you said, having that extra car control and ball control, like, you know, in diamond three champ one champ two, you're used to people getting one hit on the ball and it being maybe lackluster at best. Exactly. Six yeah. times out of 10. Mm-hmm. But then when you start getting in those GC GC two games, I'm sure it, you know, it's not just everybody flailing at the ball mindlessly the best that they can like these people are going to get two three touches at a time and they're going to be controlled and and you know really effective and that's that's the big difference and why that car control matters so much exactly i also found this one thing that i thought was kind of fun uh and i've actually started doing it in games and it's actually really cool but like so if the ball is rolling directly at you and you and you you hit it up uh if you like start air rolling to it and then just flip into it before you lose your flip you actually get this like powerful hit into the net it's kind of nice it's probably already well known but i thought it was pretty cool (laughs) hey if i and i i mean obviously i've been improving i've been getting better and 
there are some shots that, you know, might've impressed me two years ago that are kind of standard fare, but there are still shots that I hit now, or when I get like a really good pass play or something like, I still get thrilled. Like it still just brings such a smile to my face. It is. It's so fun when you get something nice and then you just like, you hit the F1 button so fast. You're like, yes. Yeah. Gotta put that in a montage. <laughs> and, and people that like to play those off are just fuddy duddies. Yeah, no, I, I don't play any of my, my shots off. If I think it's cool, I will freak out about it. <laughs> that's, that's the way that it should be. Yeah. That, I mean, that's how you have fun, right? Exactly. That's how you have, if you don't have fun in the game, what's the point in playing? Right. 100 percent do you ever do uh like lethemir's ring map (laughs) um i uh, i definitely gave it a shot but it's uh it's very difficult for me i don't know why but i uh i can only get to like level 10 and then i get stuck and i don't know what i don't know why i can't get through it but i just give up on it everybody else is like go through it goes through it so fast or whatever and i just get stuck i can't get through it yeah And so that I I ask because I'm trying to create these gauges for myself of like where I'm at with my game and, you know, like where some professional players are, where some supersonic, like supersonic legend players are in terms of how I can gauge the difference. And one big one for me right now is that map and watching some pro level players just like freestyle their way through that just you know constantly air rolling and having the ability to maneuver through all of those rings at such a fast pace and i'm just i'm nowhere near that by any means oh same absolutely not i tried i tried to do the spinnies through the through the rings and i just failed miserably have you ever seen a example go through those rings yeah that is flawless it is actually so like mesmerizing to watch Cause you're a keyboard and mouse player. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I oh man, I totally forgot about that until you just said it. <laughs> I I remember going into your stream and seeing the the overlay there, and I was like, oh man, why is she doing this to herself? <laughs> I just I just feel comfortable with it, you know. I, I didn't have a controller that was mine when I first started playing uh-huh. and I just thought I played every other game on KBM so I just did it because it was I just felt normal to me and you know after 900 hours I started meeting people to play with and they're like Danny what are you doing why why aren't you playing with controller I'm like I don't know no one ever told me yeah <laughs> and uh so they're like just try it so I finally got a controller I tried it out for like 50 hours or something like that and I uh I hated it I absolutely hated it. I could not get the hang of aerials. My ground game is actually not too bad on a controller, but anything in the air, I just, I can't, I literally can't. So I just went back to KBM and I just been stuck with it ever since. I mean, once you get used to it and I think, I think now there are more professional players that use it. So it's not as much of a, you know, like a stigma of being a KBM player. And of course you have, you know, people like Evample that can do the things that he can do on a keyboard and mouse. I just, I think it's so funny to watch a keyboard and mouse player, like some Evample clips and he's doing all these crazy things and you just hear all that clacking and his his fingers are moving a mile a minute, just like blah, 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 blah. It's crazy to hear all of that and like see the car move. It, it's mind boggling. 
but it, I'm sure it makes some things a lot easier. Oh, yes. Uh, half flipping is so easy and stalling. Half flipping and stalling, I would say, are the top two things that are easier on mouse and keyboard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So easy. I have to press like two, three buttons and it's done. <laughs> but yeah, like watching Evample do it. I've seen Justin do it on stream a few times. Uh, Forky has a video of him doing it. And just watching them do that, like it, it that really goes to show me like I feel like my car control is improving, but until I can do that like that or getting closer to that, I know that there are there's something for me to work on. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like the same way. I feel like there's there, I mean, there's always something for you to work on. I feel like same with pros. There's always something for them to get better at, too, even though, mm -hmm. you know, they're like maybe the best at something. They can still practice that something that they're already good at, you know, and get even better at it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. even like I've seen some pros have bad days on stream and they're like, I'm the worst, you know. And so all these people that are beating themselves down, it's like even pros feel like they're the worst, even though they like know they're like one of the best in the world, you know. So. Right. There's always improvement, always improvement. Right. And it's still just, it. it's, it's funny to hear people talk like that. And <clears throat> I have a friend who's actually a, a pretty decent chess player. Um, and he, we played a few chess games like a year or so ago, and he just mm -hmm. destroyed me every single time because I was just getting into the game and he got Rocket League when it went free to play on the switch. And then I found out that, you know, he had gotten the game. And so we played some one V ones for a little while. And I just, you know, I, I obliterated him and he was like, Oh, you know, you're, you're so good at this game. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. And I mean, I'm champ two right now, which is like what the top 6% of the player base. So yeah. all things considered, I am pretty good at rocket league. And yet I, all I see when I look at a replay or I get into free play or the mistakes that I make. So it's finding that. And I'm sure Justin is going through the same things. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, all pros are going through the same thing. Like, you know, so leading into that or following up from that, what are the things that you feel like are uh, the gaps in your game right now? The gaps in my game is consistency. That's for sure. I mean, I, I go up for stuff and I'll miss it and I'm, stuff that I know I shouldn't miss and it's probably like uh, I either jump too early or jump too late or just hesitation hesitation is really big for me because my problem is I, d I don't want to mess up my teammates and so it actually makes me hesitate a lot more rather than just go and mm -hmm. and that also help, like throws off my rotation yeah a little bit too and I, so if I feel like if I I need to um, get like accuracy training or something because I for the most part, I hit the ball, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty consistent at hitting the ball, but then hitting the ball into the net, I'm not as consistent with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I definitely need to, uh, practice those and get better at that for sure. And I don't know. Yeah. That's just going to take consistency training, just shot after shot after shot, you know, just that muscle memory and also rotations. I need to, uh, cause I do co double commit with people and mm -hmm. it, sometimes it's my fault sometimes it's not but still it happens and so i'm pretty sure there's something i could have done to prevent it and the, so yeah just different stuff like that is really what i need to work on is just you know focusing on my accuracy my rotation and then i feel like once i'm working on myself then my 
my games will improve. Do you feel, do you still consistently spend time in free play or training packs or have you gotten to a point where you're like, again, kind of in a place where you're in another plateau or you're like satisfied with the way that you're playing. So it's more games. Like where are you at right now? Oh, I'm that, never, that I'm never satisfied with how I play. <laughs> uh, I, yes, I'm constantly in free play all the time, different training packs, trying to learn different things. And yeah, so I, I get down on myself very easily, you know, uh, especially when I'm having a bad day on stream and it's like, uh -huh. I'll show like my emotions and I'll try to be happy for the chat. And then it's like, this is really hard to hide the emotions yeah. that I'm feeling right now after I just own gold three times or something, you know? And yeah, that makes it really demotivating, but I still like, I'll take a break for like the rest of the day and then I'll get back on probably that night or something and like get on free play and like try to improve on what I did wrong and just try to get better. So yeah, I do consistently play in free play or training packs every single day i wouldn't say every single day i focus on one thing which i should do i should focus on you know you know aiming aim training or something i usually just go into free play and mess around when i should be focusing on one thing at a time you know uh -huh. yeah what are the conversations that you have with yourself like when you do get in a bad mood or like get upset about like what are you telling yourself or what are you feeling like about your game and, and all of those things. Uh, <laughs> in my head, I'm, I'm thinking you're garbage. You're never going to be better. You're trash, you know, but like in reality, it's like, I'm better than this. I can be better than this. And I just got to work hard, you know, but yeah, deep down those emotions really get to you, you know, no matter, it doesn't matter if you're bronze to GC to supersonic legend, you know, you have your bad days. You're going to think you're absolute garbage at the game, you know, and that really hurts your, you emotionally and yeah so i just yeah <laughs> so then what what does it take usually for you to get over that or get past that well when i'm getting like that on stream i try to just talk to chat as much as possible and try not to even worry about the game the thing is i worry about my rank so much that it that's what gets me into that mood and uh, once I stop caring about whether I win or lose, that's when I'm able to get out of it. Sometimes I can't get out of it for an entire day and I'm just stuck. And But then once I realize what how I'm acting is just dumb and I just get back on and just practice or, <laughs> or something, you know. Uh, but yeah, I just like talk to people. I talk about like what I'm doing and I'm like, this is like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I get too into it, you know, and I just need to stop worrying about ranks so much and more focus on improving myself. Cause like I said before, if I improve myself, the, the wins will come, you know, if I improve my own gameplay, I just need where to did, get that stick in my head. Where did that thought come from? That was inspired by uh, mittens. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I, I completely 100% agree with that. Cause yeah. Like if people want to know how to rank up, like just get good, just get better. Exactly. And I know it sucks to hear that, but uh, that's what you need to hear. It's like you're losing because you're not, you're not working. You're not doing anything to get better, you know, mm -hmm. you gotta just get good. <laughs> right. It's, it's easy. And <clears throat> when, I mean, the concept is easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. I'll put it Except, that way. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
So you would say that you still spend time training on a consistent basis? Yeah, I'd say every single day. Do you play off stream at all or do you mainly 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 <laughs> play on stream and that's it? For the last couple of months it's been mainly on stream. You know, I've been going through a rough patch with the game since the new update and uh so I've been usually only playing on stream, but recently the I'd say the past couple of weeks I've been playing a lot more off stream, uh really mm -hmm. focusing on trying to get better and um trying to get that rank up too. Uh, but yeah, recently, yeah, I haven't, haven't really played a ton off stream, but I've tried to be, I've been getting back into it. Do you say rough patch just because of like the goofiness that ranked is, I mean, I don't want to say goofiness because it's, it's the world that we live in now, but like just because of how mixed up the ranks got. Yeah, I would say that. And, um, see in my head, you know, being in champ two, um, coming, coming from GC, I feel like a failure almost, you know, I feel like I've worked so hard to get here and I feel like I've fallen so far, but I don't realize that these players that I'm playing against were at my same rank the season before, you know? Right. And it's hard to get that into your head, but I feel like that's what's helped me a ton get over that hump too, because I'm realizing that I'm playing against GCs from last season or like low GCs, high C3 from last season you know, and I'm not playing like how the G the C twos were playing last season or something. You know what I mean? And, and and what was it you just said a second ago about ranked? What about what? What what was it that you said about ranked and and thinking about it? About being champ two? No, just before <laughs> before we were talking about that and ranking up. Uh, about. You said that you shouldn't care about your rank. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, exactly. You shouldn't care about your rank. And but that that's the, that was my thing. I did. And you know, of course I still do, but you know, but I wasn't that's why I've been going through a rough patch, you know. I, <laughs> champ 2 is champ 2 to me, you know. I feel like yeah, I was, I was like I was I was You don't want to get memed on by gif your game. Exactly. They put that tag on you and stuff and you're ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Screw gif your game. <laughs> wow. Forget about them, man. You should be proud of where you're at. I am and, proud. I am proud. And know that this is just a stop on the journey of Rocket League. Exactly. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I oh. I mean, I it's it's such a conundrum because like you don't want to care. It's you don't want to care and you know that it's the pro it's just part of the process of getting better mm -hmm. and then at the same time you feel like you shouldn't be where you're at exactly i think you just said it perfectly you don't feel like you're at where you know you can be basically like i feel like my potential is a lot higher than what it's showing and mm -hmm. it, that's what makes me upset at myself mainly because it's like i should be able to get there and i just can't you know what i mean not yet yeah. at that was an excellent change. Not yet, at least. <laughs> yeah. And I, the, the weird thing about it for me with Rocket League is that <clears throat> like, it's such a, it's such a finite. Are you a reader at all? A little bit. Yeah. I used to work at a library. 
do you, would you like, do you read or listen to audiobooks still? No, not anymore. Not, I really want to get back into it, but. Okay. Well, if you, if you ever feel up to it, there's this book uh, by a guy named Simon Sinek. He's, he mostly writes about business and leadership, um, but he has this book called The Infinite Game. And he talks about uh, that there are two kinds of games. There are finite games like football and basketball, baseball, like they have very specific rules and a structure to them. There's people that win, there are people that lose, and like you know when the game is over and how somebody won. It's a finite game. And then there are infinite games. There are games that, you know, they're always in play. They're always going. The players might change. You know, the parties might change, but it is a game that never ends. And he talks about business as a infinite game. Like business is not a game that can be won. It's just something that goes on and on and on. Life is a game that goes on and on and on. It can't be won. It can't be lost. It just is. And every little thing is just one stop along, you know, the journey of life. And I've really linked this to Rocket League a lot because it's kind of this mixture of both where Rocket League is a finite game because it's five minutes and at the end somebody has more goals than the other person. And so there is a winner. But in terms of like what we're doing to improve at the game of Rocket League is this infinite game where like just because you lose a game or you're bad one day, you know, or even bad one hour. Like mm -hmm. that next hour, you could be better or you could do something to improve for the next hour, the next day, the next week. And it's it can be difficult at times to look at Rocket League like it is a year-long process. Thinking about, you know, like I'm frustrated right now because I miss shots that I should hit. Mm -hmm. But if I spent two weeks working on that for two hours a day, I would come out ahead, but we don't necessarily think about it that way because we're just thinking about winning this game right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, there's been, yeah, there's been days where I've gone up a hundred MMR the very next day, dropped a hundred MMR, you know, it's just, you can have your good days and your bad days, but you never really look ahead and be like, if I practice this for three hours a day, I would right. you know, like, look what you said, come on top. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss those shots, but we don't actually think it like that. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've, I've been trying to think more in that way over the past few months. And I mean, even like doing content in this podcast and all the other things, you know, like I'm doing them thinking about what it can lead to beyond the, when I only have a few hundred followers or getting a few hundred downloads per episode, because if I am improving, if I'm making things better on a consistent basis, eventually I will be at least where I, I will be in the future where I want to be right now. But then at the same time, future me will have somewhere else that he wants to be. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a never ending cycle. Yeah. So what do you, so rotations and is it, is it just shot accuracy, aerial accuracy? Like where do you feel is your, is your greatest opportunity that would get you more W's on a consistent basis? Accuracy, for sure. I feel like I'm up to speed. I've had other people tell me that I'm pretty fast. So 
mm-hmm. I feel like speed's not an like not an issue. Um, my rotations aren't terrible. I make them sound terrible, but they're not terrible. There's just a few mm-hmm. things I really need to work on. Um, but I feel like I because I actually get a lot of shots on net. Uh, but my shots to like to goal ratio is uh terrible. If I was able to get that up and you know be able to place the ball where I want it and like and have it on net I would actually uh I feel like I would win a lot more games because there I know there's plenty of games where I missed a shot that could have won us the game you know Mm -hmm. and it drives me crazy and so I just that's the main thing I feel like I need to work on is my shot accuracy for sure and doing that at speed like at game speed is so much harder than you think it should be Mm mm-hmm or then I think it like it. I think the better I get at Rocket League, the more I realize how much of a finesse game it really is. Oh yeah, didn't it get voted? Didn't it get voted like the the most difficult game to learn, or something like that? I think I saw By something. What? I mean, it was on TikTok, but I'm pretty sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it got voted the most difficult game to learn. Interesting. No, I. I mean, I don't. I don't really pay attention to TikTok, though I did just start posting on TikTok, but I don't really like watch anything on TikTok. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't I don't know about that. I think it is a difficult game to learn, though. That's for sure. Well, think about it. Think of all your your first person shooter games, you know, or just any game in general and compare it to Rocket League. You know, you have to learn the trajectory of the ball and how I have to jump at this exact moment to be able to hit this ball at that spot in the sky to score it into the net. And I have to hit it at a specific angle. You know, that's just a simple aerial shot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's so much thought process that goes into it that people don't even realize because we've played it for so long. It's just normal to us now. But you don't Mm -hmm. realize everything that goes into it and then you have the rotations you have the offense you have the defense and just everything that goes into Mm -hmm. it it's like it's insane how difficult rocky league really is yeah i think i i don't disagree with you rocket league is an annoyingly difficult game for (laughs) sure and when looking at fps games specifically it's just like just shoot him in the face forehead right um but like doing that as fast as some people like I watch I watch a decent amount of Valorant because I just find it inter- I mean anything done at a high level is pretty interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is like very specific skills that it takes to get to a high level in anything. Um and it's just, you know, putting in the ten thousand hours or more to like get to that perfection i saw a tweet the other day from a guy that i follow that said like you know rocket league high level rocket league is obviously an amazing thing to do and very difficult but he said that he felt that in that moment in that tweet he was trying to say that he thought high level starcraft was much more complicated and difficult than high level rocket league really and i i I mean I'm not trying to like put that down or have an opinion. The, the only thing that I could think of that's, that's like saying, you know, comparing chess and basketball. Yeah. Like the skill, the skills necessary for the two games are just completely different. You don't, you don't compare them to each other. And though they're both video games, like the skills that it takes for a first person shooter, 
and Rocket League are very different. I guess, you know, giving giving a 10-year-old two hours a day on each game to see which one they can master first would be interesting and how long it would take them to do it. But it's, it's just, you know, so different. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I feel like the progression on Rocky League is a lot slower, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes. making it a bit more difficult as well. But I'm not, I'm not saying that like FPS games are not difficult because uh, they are difficult. You know, you have to, For sure nowhere to be know when to shoot and you know i'm i'm terrible at fps games that was like the first me thing that too man when i brought cool. that up <laughs> but, yeah i am uh, not good i play with some friends i play valorant with some friends every once in a while and it's so frustrating like when i play that game all i think about is playing rocket league because i can actually competently play it and not just die every single round that's what's frustrating with me with FPS games. It's just, I feel like I die every two seconds. I don't even get a chance to get better. You know yeah, what I mean? I just get exactly. The cycle of dying. <laughs> and if I'm going to practice, I'm going to practice Rocket League. Like I, I have aim, aim labs on my computer and I'm like, why would I practice this when I could be working on my car control? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just be getting a better time. Exactly. <laughs> what do you, what do you feel like it took you to get to the level that you're at because obviously there are some people that start this game and you have 6,000 hours now total, probably even more than you think you have. Mm -hmm. What, what do you think was the key characteristic or feature of your process or attitude to continue to improve through some of the plateaus that you had throughout that process you i mean with anything in life you just got to keep going you just got to keep moving you know no matter if you had a bad game you know you can always win the next one if you lose the next one you can always win the next one you know you just gotta keep moving forward no no matter how like hard things get and that's always been kind of my motto in life in general you know no matter what happens you just got to keep moving forward trying to do the best that you can and you know practicing dribbles or practicing flicks you know stuff like that is the best that I can do right now until I'm able to learn more you know and so that's what really is the biggest motivator for me is just just keep moving forward and trying to be the best that I can be right now and maybe I can be even better in the future someday. What helps you move through that, those hard moments? Like, what do you tell yourself or what is the mentality? What are the, like, how do you get yourself to work through that? Um, On stream is very difficult because you're in your head a lot. Um, But off stream to really, um, to really talk myself out of it is like, I think about like what I have now and what i'm thankful for i know it sounds kind of cliche and whatever but uh i think about you know i've got a roof over my head i got food to eat i got a family that loves me you know i just i have all this stuff that i'm lucky to have and i'm sitting here mad at a video game you know what i mean sure (laughs) so that is one of the things that really gets me out of my own head is thinking about the stuff that i'm thankful for that i do have and that's what also helps me keep going too you know because it's like yes i'm having a bad day but i can always get better i can always do better um but you know in the moment it's hard to get out of that it's really hard especially when you're not playing well in front of people um but yeah after stream is usually when i have my little powwow to myself and really get out of my own head and 
helps me, you know, keep moving forward. <laughs> what do you think it is about streaming that like gets you to that place of uh just kind of like not I I mean, would you call it like lacking confidence or just not feeling good about where you're at? I would say lack of confidence. I don't have a lot of confidence in the game um, or in like real life in general. But uh, so when I'm not playing well in front of people, um, they're sitting there saying, you're doing great. You're doing great. When I know in my head that I'm not. And so at the same time, I feel uh, I feel bad that I'm acting this way in front of them. You know what I mean? I'm just like, so it's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm aware of what's happening. And I just feel like I can't make it stop. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> I, I know what's happening. I'm aware of what's happening, but I can't stop the way I feel. And it sucks so bad sometimes, you know, and I can't get out of my own head, especially in the moment. And I feel bad for my chat because they're trying to like lift me up when I'm in these kind of moods, you know, and I'm like, um, I'm just I end up ending stream because I, d I don't want to like put myself like like that. I don't want to be like that on stream. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know why it's on like when I, I get like that one because off stream. I feel like I'm totally calm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. I mean, I, I guess I just kind of explained it, but yeah. Yeah. Could, could I offer something up based on like things that you said earlier? Sure. So when you were talking about softball, mm -hmm. you mentioned that you would work on grounders, you would work on pop flies, you would work, you know, you would, you would hit off the tee a hundred times every night. And then at the end of that statement, you said, for my team. Yes. And now as a streamer, and er even earlier when you said you wanted to practice flip resets and ceiling shots, you said, I want to do that so I can perform them for yeah. my stream. Yeah. So this is- I need to do it for myself. There you go. Is that what you were going to say? No. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. I I think that's just as good of a thought though. Mm -hmm. I was going to say you're looking as you're at your like you and there's nothing wrong with this doing things for other people. Like that's very admirable and a very good quality like that, you know, that's a very respectful trait. I'm never going to put somebody down for doing things for other people uh and it the way that i'm looking at it is now you're looking at your stream as your team and you don't want to let them down exactly you just took the words out of my mouth and you're not i will tell you and it doesn't matter me saying it because you get to decide that this is true for yourself like you're not letting them down <laughs> and I feel like I I know that too deep yeah. down, you know. I feel like I because they're they're there to support me whether I'm having a terrible day or an amazing day, you mm -hmm. know. One hundred percent. But when I'm having a bad day in my head, for some reason, I like you said, I do feel like I'm letting them down. And I feel like a failure, mm -hmm. you know. Even though I also know, on the other hand, that that's not the case at all. And maybe I feel bad for feeling that way on stream. That I'm. That sounds so confusing. <laughs> so here's a challenge for you. Okay, I'm down. If if you're if you're up for it. Oh yeah. Okay. So just like you practice your shot accuracy, start practicing telling yourself 
that you're not letting anybody down. Okay. Just practice it. Okay. It's, it's a muscle, just like everything else. And over time, you'll get better. I will do that. I will definitely do that. I mean, it, it, it had to happen for, it had to, honestly, something like that is what's getting me to <clears throat> record this episode with you. Um, because like I've been playing rocket league since 2015, I've been wanting to create content for this game. I've been wanting to create content since I knew YouTube was a thing and I'm older. So I was in college when YouTube was launched back in like 2006. Like I knew YouTube when it was first created and I looked at it like, wow, this is something cool that I'd love to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when rocket league came out, I was like, oh, this is this is the thing that I I know it's going to be huge. I know it's going to be a thing. Uh, and I I could just never get over the hump because there was always somebody doing it better than me. And that made me extremely self-conscious. Um, and then I don't know what it was, but like a month ago, a month and a half ago, I was just like, I need to do things the way that I want to do them that I'm excited about doing them. And, you know, people might not like it at first. It might not be very good at first. And at least I'm excited about doing it. Yes, there you go. That's exact. Yeah, exactly. You need to do it for yourself as in like, I need to do this for me as well. You know, oh my gosh, that just like really hit home with me when you said that. Like, you got to do it for yourself. And it might not be good and you might not get the views Exactly. And people, you know, you might not get what you want and you're doing it for yourself. And eventually, like the people that are looking for what you have to offer have found you and will continue to find you and will continue to come back because they're they're there for you. Like people watch my videos, they listen to this podcast because of what I have to offer and what I create. And is everything like I put out the last, the previous episode was literally me just talking for a half an hour and <laughs> I had things that I wanted to say. And did I think it was kind of boring? Yeah. Did I think, do I think many people are going to listen to it? Probably not. And I wanted to just put something out. So I did it. Well, good for you. And like, I'm more excited about content now because I'm doing it just however I want to do it. And I know that there are going to be L's. I'm going to miss some shots that I take. And at least I'm taking those shots because I can learn from the misses and I can learn from the hits both ways. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want to live your life uh, with regret either. You know, you thinking about like what you could have done, you know, rather than just doing it right here and 100%. right now. And I've told, I've, I've, I've tried to quit this game and quit thinking about content so many times and I just can't, like, I will not allow myself to just move away from it. So I just decided like, if I'm, if I'm not going to let myself quit, I have to figure it out. I have to do something. So I stopped driving myself crazy <laughs> and you know, it might look like a mess sometimes, but it's, it's better than, you know, not doing anything at all. Yeah. And I, I love the podcast setup and everything. I think you do a wonderful job with it. And um, also a great way for you to continue that content, you know? Yes. Well, yeah. and, and I appreciate that. 
And now you are a part of it. I'm a part of the content. Yes, we did it. <laughs> and I don't don't anybody out there get too excited. I have been thinking about streaming again. <gasps> so we should we should I I really want to do a lot of collaborative stuff on on streams. Like you know how you know how so many people have been um playing among us together like there have been a lot of big streamers yeah like in, no, in I, these, found um, of, I found in, a lot of people through the uh, other people playing with other people <laughs> right yeah and they're having so much fun exactly together playing games like why aren't rocket league people like that yeah because we're getting in our i feel like a lot of people feel the same way i do too you get, you get in your own head you're playing alone but when you're playing with people all those thoughts go out. It doesn't matter if you lose a hundred games, those bad thoughts are out the window when you're yeah. playing. And you're just like every rocket league streamer is just siloed to themselves, which yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong is perfectly fine. Like you, you do you and like, let's make some friends. Let's have some fun. Like, let's, no, I totally agree with that. Let's make this streaming thing fun. Like let's run some, streamer tournaments let's have some round robin drafts let's do some stupid stuff and and like enjoy playing the game together among us like for the streaming community and twitch has been amazing and rocket league could do the exact same thing if we were all worked together right so and, yeah. that gets me that gets me really amped up i think it would makes a lot of sense so so as what you're telling me is that you're around the same rank as me, right? You're going to start streaming and that we should play together to get it going, right? Oh, gosh. What was that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose that could be a thing. That's not me hesitating because of, like, <laughs> playing with you or anything because you're better than me. No, um, no, 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 no. Yeah, you were GC last season. <laughs> I was barely in champ two. That makes you better than me. What are you talking oh, about? No. Anyways, I play like eight hours a day, but huh? I play this game like eight hours a day. Me too. Let let's let's compare stats. Let me see how many I hours I have in the past two weeks. Okay, let me see. I'll get, I I gotta look at mine too. Okay, I got mine. You ready? All right. Say it on three. One, two, three. Eighty-four and a half. What? A hundred? A hundred and twenty-one point eight hours in the past two weeks. I played this game too much. She is a grinder, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dang. That's awesome. I have eighty-four and a half. But I would still I would be down. I don't mind. I like I said, what I No, I'd love to. And like win or lose, I would have fun either way. It's so it's so funny how that works out, you know. I, I would be losing games left and right, not playing with somebody. You know, I'd be like, "Gosh, my teammate's missing everything." I'll have a teammate that also misses everything. I'm like, "It's okay, buddy. Don't worry. You'll get it next time." <laughs> yeah, I I have honestly been telling myself, and this whole stream thing um, uh, has has been extremely intriguing to me, especially once I started thinking about Among Us. Like, I'm not saying I want to stream, though streaming Among Us would be fun, especially with that proximity chat. Oh, but yeah. Just like having five or six people in a lobby, just like shooting the shit and like playing Rocket League and having fun would be fun. 
it and would it would it would be good content and to have them in voice call as well because a lot of people play with people but off comms that's what i'm saying like let's get let's just yes i mean yeah. the yes it <laughs> should it should be a thing no i agree 100 percent. okay well then you've been recruited yes awesome <laughs> okay well uh we can talk more about that so that we don't spoil all the surprises um and i'll start uh winding down the podcast did you listen to the whole neato episode no i uh, listened to the widow the one. widow I, episode excuse I, me I, I got about halfway um and then i had to go do something but yeah from what i heard it was crazy too because i wasn't even planning on listening to like half of it I was just mm -hmm. like, do a little bit of it. And, and then I couldn't stop listening to it. It was just so cozy. You know what I mean? Just like listening to you guys go back and forth. It was just are, actually really nice. Are you much of a podcast listener? No. I've See, never that's, really that's the thing. That's the nice thing about podcasts is you can, they're just great ways to pass the time. Yes. I'm like, I've, I've listened to a couple of Joe Rogan's podcasts. Sure. A little yeah. Bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've never been like a consistent podcast listener before. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's why I wasn't planning on listening to th that one for so long. And I just, I couldn't stop. I was just like, I even had it like open on another screen. I was doing something on the other side of my screen, you know? And I'm just like, I didn't even realize how much time had passed. You know, I was mm -hmm. just listening. It was just nice. <laughs> nice. Good. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Really okay. Good. So since you didn't make it to the end, I always end episodes the same way with, with the three questions or three stages the first one being uh any final thoughts and there will be a plug opportunity so don't put those into the final thoughts but any final thoughts that you have for the listeners of the infinite boost podcast my final thoughts would be like don't get down on yourself always know there's room for improvement and you know stay positive and just keep trying to get better if you're if you're really wanting to take this game seriously Nice. Super. And then phase two is uh, where people can find you out on the internet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess on Twitter and Twitter, Twitch and YouTube. I don't really post a lot on YouTube, but it, I mean, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the life of a content creator. Right. <laughs> Once every like two months. Yeah. <laughs> something together all right all of those will be linked down below so be sure to check those out if you want to see an efficient keyboard and mouse rocket league player <laughs> go check out the stream uh she has the overlay and everything cool and then last but not least a question for the audience Oh, I'm supposed to ask a question for the You audience. are supposed to ask oh, a question and then for you to say something. <laughs> they put no, they put they put responses in my Discord. They might send it on Twitter. Sometimes they like so I record this and put it on Anchor, which is like a they were bought by Spotify. So oh. you can actually go to like my podcast website and record a voice response. So sometimes people do that and I'll throw them in the episode. But uh, I just like to give my guests an opportunity to ask a question and it just Can provides it a little back and forth opportunity. Anything. Anything? That's, oh, you know, reasonably appropriate. Okay. Well, I'm very curious to see how many people are actually uh, Octane or Fennec users. 
Can, is that, is that, can I do that? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I understand the exact question. So just be a little bit more specific and yes, it's totally fine. As in like who, who prefers octane, who prefers Fennec? Oh, yeah. I want to see like how many, like is the majority octane or majority Fennec? Cause there's been a huge, like I've seen a lot of people using the Fennec when it used to be mainly octane, you know? Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious to see if it's overpowered the octane now. What do you use? I use the octane. I have used the octane for like the basically almost the entire time. Want to hear a funny story? Sure. So uh, I put out a video a little while ago called um, Hunting for Mistakes in my Rocket League replays. And the thumbnail for that, the mistake, like I, I dotted the thumbnail with quote unquote mistakes, which was the Triton Rocket League car. <laughs> And I, I made a um I made a specific preset in Rocket League and called it Mistake and it was the Triton. And I went through this short little phase where I was just tired of looking at the octane. Like I just didn't want to look at the octane. Mm -hmm. So I used that mistake car. I was using like all the ugly cars just to like mix it up. So I used the Triton in a tournament. Have you ever played in the tournaments? Yes, I have. Oh man, those are so much fun. They're addicting. Um, so I used the Triton in a tournament kind of by mistake. Oh. And then I won the, that was my first tournament win. No way. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Could you imagine? And I always like solo queue tournaments. Could you imagine what somebody would think? Oh, they queuing... would probably think you're terrible. You know yeah. <laughs> queuing into a tournament with a Triton that's using liquid <laughs> camo decal. <laughs> Like, Terrible. I'd be like, okay, so on to the next one. And then well, we won. It was awesome. What was the first car you ever used? Uh, the first car was the yes. Gizmo. Me too. No way. Really? That's so funny. Yeah. So when Rocket League launched, um, I did not have a PS4 and I did not have a PC because I'm like, I'm really a Mac guy. I'm a huge Apple fan. Like I still have an iPhone. I will never use an Android phone. Um, I, I love, uh, and windows has gotten better over time, but like when I was in college, windows was just garbage and OS 10 was just fantastic. And I mean, I still really like Apple products, but anyways, um, I didn't have anything to play rocket league on, but I still had a PlayStation three. And then I found out that, uh, supersonic acrobatic rocket power battle cars existed. So I got on the PlayStation store on my PS3 and downloaded uh, SARP for $2.99 and started playing that game uh, when Rocket League launched because I was just so fascinated by the idea and I wanted to try it out. Mm -hmm. um, and the car that I used in SARP was the Gizmo. So That's then when I came over to Rocket League, I saw that the Gizmo was there. So I was like, oh, I'm going to use the Gizmo. Wow. But that's my gizmo story. That's me. I just picked the gizmo because it looked cute for, at first because I didn't know any better, you know? Just like, I was. I mean, I secretly car. picked it because it was a cute car as well, but. You just, you don't want to tell anybody that. Yeah. A, a grown man shouldn't be using a car because it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who cares? You can use whatever you want. Yeah. So I do like mixing it up, though. I use a lot of the cars, but I've been sitting on the Octane for a little while now. Me too. I, I mean, I, I made the Takumi for a bit, but 
then I started getting into esports, and I'm like, I'm gonna be cool and use the octane too. I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder, and then I got used to the octane, and then I just used that, and now I can't use anything else. It just feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had an experience feeling weird using a car until I tried playing with the, I think it's like Diestro, Diestro, D-I-E-S-T-R-O. It's like a flat one. It almost looks like a, it. it's a little bit, it's like a taller breakout almost. Okay. okay. That one like made me, made my hands feel really slow, which I hadn't experienced for a really long time, but that's the only car that I've like felt weird in. The, see, the thing with me is like the long flat cars, you know, like the Dominus or the Endo or something like that. I feel so weird when I flip. I don't know what it, I know it's the same. Yeah. Flip, it feels so clunky. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It no, because so it looks different. Like it's wider. It does look. See, in yeah. that, that same aesthetic that you're talking about, I actually really like. I like how the flat cars look when they're flipping around. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, but I still use Octane most of the time in Finnick. I go back and forth in between those two. Uh, but I 100% understand what you're saying because there is a clear difference in between like how they look. Yeah. And it just feels weird. I don't know. I just, ah, I feel right. like I'm just all over the place. It's just so clunky to me. I don't know. People give me crap for it all the time. They're like, you would do so much better if you could do, use this car. And I'm just like, ah, but I like the Octane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watching somebody like Flakes play the game so well using all of the cars like the card does not and and i think it depends on the person like you you'll hear justin go through a hundred different presets and he's like oh this just feels so slow oh this one feels bad oh this you know like because of a paint color so i think it really does some people are just feel players like that and some you know once you find something that you feel are warm and snuggly in like stick with it yeah it is what it is well also same with like maps too some people do terrible on the darker maps and they do great mm. on the lighter maps yeah yeah how do you thing. feel about that new map ah uh, <laughs> it's a it's beautiful don't get me wrong it is an yeah. absolutely beautiful map but it is so hard for me to play and rank because it's like when the other team is on their end i feel like it is so hard to see their name tags i feel like they just blend in with the colors so well Mm -hmm. that i don't see them sometimes and i like i'm going for like a flick because i think like i have all this space and then they're actually right in front of me and i couldn't even see them that's Mm -hmm. not just all hiding them but the color blended in so well that i really can't even see them and the field also feels bigger yeah it feels so I know it's probably not bigger at all, but it just feels bigger. It's weird. Were you playing when Utopia came out originally? Uh was I was I there when it came out? I don't remember. I remember when Farmstead was new. Okay. Uh, well that was Utopia was like a long time ago. Maybe not, maybe not. Because Utopia was new, I didn't realize it. <laughs> Utopia had the same not this that same exact issue, but they did have an issue with Utopia. Like there have been complaints where you can't really get a sense of the dome as like the walls because of the wall design on the new map. Mm -hmm. And Utopia had that same issue where it wasn't like the octagons or whatever shapes they are now. Like you couldn't really see it. So Mm -hmm. you didn't, you, there was no sense of scale. And I think on this new map, uh, most of the maps are in a stadium, right? Like you yeah. can, you have the feel of the stadium around you. 
and this new map is more open like if you were a burning man or something you know it's just like this wide open space yeah and so it's it's hard to get the feel of perspective or space when playing on that map and the dome is also pretty much see-through until you get really close to it like you can't really there's no definition to it and i feel like that throws it throws it off yeah i can see that that would probably make a lot of stuff because like in the other maps you feel like it just feels like that because like like you said like like just everything just around it makes it feel Mm -hmm. different but real in reality it's actually the same size but yeah no but i that's just kind of like when I think about or I look at that map, those things are definitely different because you can you can almost see the horizon in that neon map and you can you cannot see that far in any other map. Interesting. I mean, it is beautiful, though. Oh, yeah, it's a great map. I really like it. Me too. Uh, It's very difficult to play on. Yeah, for me at least. For sure. For sure. Cool. Okay, so you said it already, but I just want to reiterate because we had like a secondary half podcast Sorry. after that. <laughs> I did it. It's it's me. <laughs> I think I'm just, I haven't done this for so long that uh, you know I'm You just want to keep going. You yeah, know? I, I, uh, I have a lot of time to make up for. So uh, you want to know between Octane and Fennec users, what, what is the car that you use the most in Rocket League? Yes. Let us, let us know in the Discord. Hit up Danny on Twitter. Go, don't spam her chat on Twitch, but go let her know, hey, I'm from Tom's podcast. He's super pleasant and I like blah. And make sure you add the Tom is really pleasant part. Then then we'll, know, then we'll know where you came from. <laughs> okay, that's that. Uh, we even added an extra bonus half podcast afterwards. Lucky you for listening to this one. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Again, thank you. It was completely random. I should have recorded it like as I was doing it because it was just so completely random. But I'm glad that it worked out. Um, yeah, me too. I'm super excited to uh, to have been a part of this. Cool. Well, I'm I'm glad. And there's much more content to come, apparently. Heck yeah. We'll see, right? No, it's gonna no, happen. No, no, Tom. Not <laughs> I'm gonna get on to you about that one. No, 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 no. Tell me it's gonna happen. You can do it. It's gonna happen. That's what I like to hear. Tom. You can do it. I'm gonna be your hype girl, okay? Yeah. Hey, great. I I need more <laughs> of those. Cool. Well, if this this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, I look forward to doing more in the future. And as always, Danny, thank you for the boost. Thank you for having me.